It's when you live a life where you realize that there's nothing under the sun that can satisfy you. When you live a life that realizes that God gave up everything to have you, it changes you. And one of the things that it does for you is that it begins to bring contentment and bring peace and bring rest and bring enjoyment that otherwise isn't possible. And that's the next theme that we're going to look at here, uh, is really just that theme of enjoy. So look at chapter 8, verse 14. Could have just as easily made this chapter 7, verse 14, or any other number of verses. He, he keeps going back to it repeatedly. But chapter 8, 14 says this. There is something else meaningless that occurs on earth. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked who get what the righteous deserve. This too, I say, is meaningless or short-lived. The Bible makes this point all the time that we're not just living for this life. We'll get into that later. But he's basically saying, don't freak out about that reality. Don't let it bother you. Instead, verse 15, I commend you to enjoy this life. Because there's nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil in all the days of the life that God has given them under the sun. How's that for some homework? You guys okay with that? I want you to go home. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to invite people over this week. Throw a, throw a feast. Have a party. Have people come over. Give them good food, good drink. I'm not encouraging drunkenness. Please don't hear me say that. But I'm saying... Throw a party. Feast, it's practice for the new heavens and the new earth where we're going to dine and drink and relax and hang out at the wedding supper. Saying, don't be so serious. Don't overwork yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Enjoy life. Guys, this is in the Bible. Now my wife is here in this service, so I'm feeling a little bit more self-conscious because I'm sure that she's going to be the first person to come up after the service and say to me, now you heard the pastor. It's time for you to take a little rest. This week, I work till 8 or 9 o'clock every single night. Why? Why did I do that? You could say, well, you must have been really busy. Yeah. But I think that underneath that, when I'm really honest, I think that the truth that I did that is because I lack faith. Because I take myself way too seriously sometimes. I've got 20 plates all up in the air, and I think that if I let one fall, it's just going to smash to a million pieces. If I, if I don't sermon prep, this message is going to flop. Probably already is. If I don't meet with this person who's going through this really hard time, they might end up making some really bad decisions, so I've got to be there for them. If I don't show up and marry this couple, I'm going to have one ticked-off bride and one ticked-off groom. That one's legit. I showed up. But honestly, I think it's a sign of weak faith. Some of us want to see the kingdom come to Grand Rapids so much that we live like it all depends on us. Like we can't stop, we can't breathe, we can't rest, we can't do anything. We've got to bring the kingdom to Grand Rapids. There's people who don't know Christ. And so we don't enjoy the friends that we have or the spouses that God's given us or the families that he's provided for us. And I think it's a sign of weak faith because the simple truth is, Scripture says God's ultimately responsible for that. He's the one who's going to have to bring his kingdom if it comes. It's his kingdom after all. So let me ask you this. Are you taking time to enjoy life? A Christian's not meant to always look like this. 
or like this, just scowling. No smile, no fun, no anything. What are you guys doing over there? Let me ask it another way. And this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it in a way that my wife might just stand up and shout amen if she does. I'm sorry, sweetie. This is, it, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm learning it. When's the last time you regularly took a Sabbath? A day where your family, or your friends know that you're not working, that you're just theirs to just invest in relationship and to rest and to recharge and to enjoy. Enjoying God's creation, feasting with friends, enjoying good food and drink. Like I said, it's practice for the new heaven and the new earth. And I've heard people say it before, like, I'll rest when I'm dead. And Solomon says, dude, you don't get it. You've got some weak faith here. You don't live as if it all depends on you. It depends on God. Enjoy life. He doesn't punch out when you do. If you check out and you, you're not on the clock, he's still working. And the workaholics in the room are probably looking for a loophole because that's what workaholics do. And maybe you're thinking, ah, this is in the Old Testament. I've got you. <laughs> First off, that's misunderstanding of the Bible. But let me give you a New Testament passage too. It's First Timothy six seventeen, And it just basically says this. God richly provides for us with everything for our enjoyment. All of creation is for our enjoyment. I'm sorry if you're a workaholic. I know you're saying, leave me alone. Let me answer emails. I've already answered six during your sermon. But we're, we're supposed to enjoy this life. All of creation is for our enjoyment, it says. Why do you think there's 50,000 different kinds of trees instead of just one? Enjoyment. Why do you think there's cuddly dogs that you can come home to that just want to love and be loved? It's for our enjoyment. Why do you think that there's furry little kittens and cats? The fall. <laughs> is, is the bassist staring at me? He's got like five cats. Is he, is he giving me a dirty look right now? I don't think Dana's here. His wife isn't here where I'd really get it. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me wrap this baby back around here. Um, let, me just, let me just say that the secret on why Christians should enjoy this life. Rod said it last week. He said Christians should be the happiest people on earth. Why? Why can we enjoy life? We can enjoy life because of Christ. We have a freedom and a joy that no one else knows because we know what happened and what will happen. We know that when Christ cried out on the cross, it's finished, that our debt was paid. It's not up to our performance. Our review already came in. Scripture makes this really clear. Ecclesiastes even does. 7 verse 20 says this, There is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what's right and never sins. What the Bible makes clear is that the grades already come in. We failed the test. Every one of us have chased after our own schemes. But there's one who came down and he lived a perfect life. And he aced the test. And we get his grade. Not our own. The Bible doesn't say, cram harder, stay up later, work harder, and maybe you can bring your grade up. It says, you've already failed and the grades are already recorded, but Christ, he came down and he passed it. And God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the perfection, the righteousness of God. 
Let me say it this way. This is why we can rest as Christians. When everyone else is striving to get the most money, to get the best house, to get the trophy spouse, because they need all of that stuff to be okay, that's exhausting, guys. I've lived that way, by the way, too. It's a 24-7 job where you've got to constantly perform, perform, perform. And if anyone else starts to get a leg up on you, you've got to work extra hard. It's what the Bible calls slavery. But the Christian says, I've got something that doesn't need to be worked for because it's already been paid for in full by Christ. And it's been freely given to me and that there's neither height nor depth. There's nothing in all creation that can separate me from it. And when you really believe that, when you really believe that it's secure, I'm talking deep down, it changes you and it changes how you live. It brings rest, it brings contentment, it brings joy to your heart. I'm forgiven. I'm adopted. I'm redeemed. It's not about my performance. Those just are true because of Christ. So I want to leave you guys with Solomon's words as homework for this second message. Chapter 9, verse 7. Go, eat your food with gladness. Drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved of what you do. Always be clothed in white. Always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love all the days of this short life that God has given you under the sun.